ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Two Guys Drinking Whiskey Podcast. My name is Neil, and with me I have Christopher. Christopher. And we are going to be trying some delicious whiskeys from all over the world. Uh, some of the things we're going to be trying is American whiskey, Scotch whiskey, Irish whiskey, Japanese whiskey, pretty much any whiskey we can get our hands on, whether it's super rare or super easy to find, or just things that maybe you've been wanting to try or wondering if it's worth purchasing, we're going to try to help you with that with our humble opinions. We are by no means professionals, but we kind of know our shit, so we'll just go with that. So We are just two guys drinking whiskey. Literally two guys drinking whiskey. So uh, with no further ado, today's wonderful bottle, what do we have today? So today, Buffalo Traces Stag Junior. Mm. Um, so we got batch thirteen. Um, how you know is you look at the the alcohol by volume, and there will be a whole list that you'll be able to find on which batch you have. And this is the latest one, right? This is the latest one. So this is the fall twenty nineteen. Awesome. We actually have a uh, spring twenty nineteen as well. We'll get that out later on down the road and do some comparisons. Awesome. This is a good one to start with for our first ever podcast, I think, because uh, me and Chris both have a bottle. And further on down the line, we're going to compare because we get a lot of people talking about how it tastes when you first open it compared to when it's been open for a minute, just to kind of see the difference, see if it's really anything there, if it's just kind of bullshit. So, Yeah, I kind of run into the issue a little bit with uh, the whiskeys. When they start hitting oxygen, they kind of get a little bad on me, and some of them actually get better. Supposedly that the Stag Junior Batch 13, once you drink it to the shoulder, let it sit for a couple weeks, it's supposed to be at its best. Um, reading about this one a little bit, we're actually supposed to pour it and let it sit for a couple minutes. Um, we should oh, probably pour it right now then. Once it, get, once it gets in the glass, it's... Because I'm really thirsty. It's hard not to drink. It's a, it's a long, snowy day here in... Wisconsin, that's where we're from, and uh, we got about eight inches of snow today, and so a lot of shoveling, a lot of plowing, and now it's time to drink. So, um, got the bottle open here, checking it out. Uh, very dark color. It's uh, I'd say a really dark amber compared to most bourbons, and this one is particularly unfiltered, and this is a strong one too. We got. Uh, 64.2% alcohol, so that's 128.4 proof. So this is barrel proof, which means, what does that mean exactly? Is that what uh, comes straight out of the barrel? Like they don't mix it with anything else? It's like, Yeah, usually they're going to get to their um, alcohol by volume by adding water to it. Um, mm-hmm. This one is just straight from the barrel. Um, some of them are unfiltered, some are filtered. This one, if you hold it up to the light, you're actually... Not getting a lot of the things floating around in there. He's actually holding it up to the light right now. I know you can't see. <laughs> so I was taking a look at some of uh, the whiskeys at Neil's house the other day, and some of them you do find some of those those char bits floating around a little bit. But this Stag Junior, the one that we have at least, it's clean. Yep, it is pretty clean and looks delicious. Give it a quick smell here. It smells very good. Uh, you did get the... I say you get kind of a caramel right away. Get some of that heat right away. Yeah, you definitely get the heat off the gonna, nose right away. You're going to get the heat Stick in this one, fella. In mm, pretty good. 
Let's give it a let's give it a taste, shall we? I think I got something in my glass. That's probably just dirt. Mm. Oh yeah, that's got the heat for sure. I don't know. What are some of the things you find right off the bat when you taste it? I feel really like the it dances on your tongue right away. So as soon as it hits your mouth, it starts to you, you feel it all over. Mm. Starts dancing on the tip of your tongue and starts working your way back. Um, definitely get those like the the thicker vanilla caramely notes to it. I get um, citrus right away. Very very good. Get some kind of a citrus bite. I've heard people say red hot, mm. like candies, and I could I could see that. I guess I can see the red hot candies in there for sure. Um, it's very smooth though for for 128 proof. This is exceptionally smooth. Usually when I drink mine, I always give it a an initial first uh, just a neat couple sips, and then add some ice to it if I'm trying something new. This is the first time trying this, so I'm gonna give it the full. Uh, the full love experience of it all. Yeah, I think just uh, com- so a lot of people compare this to the antique stag, and uh, what I found doing the antique stag, I've had it in Chicago, and a, a place locally has it. That the antique stag does have that bite up at up at front, but I, I feel that this one is a little bit more complex once it first hit, first hits your tongue. I would agree. Uh, just delicious. Um, as it starts to go down, giving it that nice warm hug, but nothing's too hot to the point where you know you, you can't take another good good breath of the whiskey and it's not burning you're not wanting to um cough or anything like that so very very good yeah this one is is very good i don't know if we're gonna have like a rating system set up for this or not but i don't mean like one through five what do you think i don't know i'm afraid that everything that we drink is gonna be very good so <laughs> <laughs> well we gotta we gotta get some shitty stuff in here too i did find a couple bottles that i think would be good for a, a shitty taste test i think maybe next time when we do our next tasting, I might bring in a wild card and have you taste <laughs> it and see what you think. So uh, this stuff here, uh, Stag Junior, not very easy to find where we're at. Um, it's, I would say, pretty rare. I got a line on where it was going to be in our local grocery store from Chris, actually. He said, there's like two left. If you want one, go get it. And I got there and I picked up the last one. So uh, luckily, Chris got one first. I got one. And haven't really seen it since. So, um, yeah, I think it, once it hits, and I get it lasted that day. So I got the batch twelve from a place down in Prairie Sheen, Wisconsin, called Starks. And once I showed Neil, he's like, "Oh, you, you know, you son of a bitch." And I was just randomly reading some articles, and they said, uh, "Keep your eye out for batch thirteen because it's coming out soon." Radioed one of my buddies, and uh, he just knows someone, and. He ended up going over, picking a bottle up for me and himself, and you know Neil was one of the last ones to get a bottle. So it's really, really hard to find, and when you get it, after trying it, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah, so if you get a chance to try it or pick it up, it's it's going to be probably in the $50, $55 range if you get it uh, uh, firsthand. If you're buying it secondary market, uh, it's probably going to be substantially more. So I've seen it out there. Uh, like well over a hundred dollars right now, but I'd say if you're buying it from somebody who has it, it's maybe around seventy five bucks if you're getting it secondhand. But uh, lots of times in you know the trading market and afterwards the price gets up really high. Or you'll see in a liquor store for pretty ridiculous prices sometimes, just because it is so rare. So um, if you get one, uh, fifty bucks, you know sixty, that's that's a pretty fair price I would say for this. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about um, 
that secondary market, Neil. For myself, you know, I want to, I enjoy the hunt, trying to find those bourbons and whiskeys and, um, the more rare to finds going into local liquor stores and just kind of checking them out. But I also look online a lot and, um, people, you know, people selling, uh, happy for $2,500 and it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous, so, but, you know, people got money and they'll spend it. I think it's silly. I mean, but there are people out there who just buy this stuff and they know it has value and they know people will pay for it just to say that they have it. You know, just ownership of things sometimes is the cooler part. We're, uh, we're uh, professional drinkers, I would say. <laughs> yes, I would you know, say we, so. We like to drink the stuff, so that's what we do. Um, and we want to share with you guys too. So um, as far as secondary market, if I see a bottle, if I were to see this in the store for $150, I would totally pass on it just because I just don't think it's fair. And there is other stuff that is really comparable to this too. You know, So um, some of the antique stuff, you're you know, that's going to be even harder to find than this, I would say. But that's going to be you know, probably in the same rarity range as far as like it comes and then it goes, especially up here in the Midwest. If you're down somewhere um, south or even on one of the coasts where they get a copious amount of this stuff, it might be a little easier to find. But as for here, this is a pretty good catch for us. So that's why we wanted to share this one first with you guys. Yeah. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to add a little bit of water to it next, see if it uh, takes the heat out of it at all. That's a great idea. And then uh, see if it smooths it out for us. What does adding water usually do for you? Um, it's going to kill that heat just a little bit. So, um, I think it really, that, I think it really brings out some of the other flavors for sure for me at least. And that's one thing that I like about whiskeys itself is there's so much complexity. And I've been drinking whiskey for years now, and it wasn't up until probably a few years ago I really started to just start drinking things like straight without adding you know, tons of ice or even soda water or even, you know, coal or anything like that. So yeah, I almost feel guilty adding ice to certain ones sometimes, uh, for this one here, it, it, it mellowed out the heat right up front for me a little bit. Um, I get more of a burnt taste from it too. Once, once it starts, um, hitting the tongue, mm-hmm. um, still delicious. It's not so warming around the whole mouth. It might be because I already had a couple of drinks of it. You can smell it more too, I think. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah, this is good stuff. Worth the uh, worth the money and worth the hunt. If there's anything else you can compare it to, as far as like uh, something a little more easily attainable, what would you kind of compare it to? I don't know. With, with that heat in there, usually the easier to find ones are just so. I think they're they're more crowd pleasers, so they don't have the heat behind it at all. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's more of the rare ones that I find that you know you're going to get that heat. You're going to get the more alcohol by volume. It's definitely more um, distinguished. Absolutely. This one, I would not, I wouldn't mix anything with this one. This one, just drink it neat. Maybe a little water, maybe an ice cube or two, just to kind of work your way through it. Just kind of give it the whole like well-rounded aspect of it. But uh, yeah, what would you compare it to? It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's got a good amount of spice to it, I think, too. So it kind of reminds me of uh, some of the higher test ryes that are out there as okay. well. So if I were to compare it to some of the stuff that I have at the house, maybe. Hmm. Well, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and also like searching for whiskeys over time, you, you get to the point where you stop buying the, just a regular Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is delicious. Eagle, Eagle Rare is great. Um, you know, 
there's many, many good whiskeys out there, but once you start getting addicted to hunting for these things, mm-hmm. you you must you want to find everything that's rare, and then you almost feel guilty about opening it up and drinking it too. There's so many empty or full bottles that are on my shelf that you know, I don't want to open them because I don't know when the next time is I'm going to find it. Yeah, and this um, is one of those bottles too where it's like you acquired it and it's like, oh, you want it to last forever kind of thing, which they say all good things do come to an end, but I think this stuff for sure would last for a while, especially – both of us having a bottle, I'm sure it'll last a little while, so <laughs> that's good. But uh, this stuff here, um, I'd say probably not a probably not a daily drinker, or even like you know if you're going to have a few drinks a night, maybe this is just one thing you have. Just kind of taste, savor, you know, have some friends over, say you want to try something really good, and try it out. So not too bad. Yeah, delicious. Um, Talking about friends, in the future we might be inviting some people on the show that uh, want to try some whiskey with us. And they're not all going to be whiskey lovers themselves, so it's going to be fun that we can get that perspective of other people. Well, they better be whiskey lovers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they may not be whiskey lovers, but they will like whiskey. And I think that's a good kind of twist to have on it, too, because even if uh, somebody doesn't particularly like every whiskey out there, um, they may have something they like. And... Hopefully, they're honest about it, too. If they don't like it and they say it tastes like shit, you know, we can say, fine, I will drink that <laughs> and get you some Captain Morgan or something. Yeah. Even uh, so, I know in the past, some people, when they're trying different scotches, maybe they don't warm up to the peated um, scotches at first, but oh, then they start a long time. Then they start warming up to it. So, I think uh, maybe we can find those hard people out there that are really trying to love whiskey but don't love it yet. Maybe we can uh, teach them how to learn to love it. Yeah. Learn to love learn it. To love it. That's so. right. For me, I I had to learn to love it too. I think most people do. I remember I first started drinking straight whiskey. I was running a bar and it was New Year's Eve. And I wanted to drink, but I was busy. And so I just poured my glass of straight Jim Beam Devil's Cut. Ooh. And still like one of my favorites actually, but I was just sipping on that all night long. I was like, oh, this is so much more convenient. Uh, not as much of the calories, I guess, from soda and everything, too. So I could just kind of sip on that all night, and it worked out pretty good. And ever since then, i just been drinking whiskey straight. So yeah, um, I haven't turned back. Outside of the old fashions, of course, that's something that uh, I love to I love to craft those. Yeah, remind us to come back to the the cocktails later because we're gonna we're gonna give you some insight on some fun cocktails you can make with some of the more easier to find whiskeys out there. Or uh, Whistle Pig's got a great rye that they just released. It's good for mixing. Um, going that, back to the, the little pig or what's it called? Uh, piggyback. Piggyback. Yep, piggyback. That's yep. right. Um, remember my first time ever trying whiskey. Um, we were sitting on a spillway in Iowa when I think I was 14 years old. Oh, my uh, God. Kids don't drink. but 14-year-olds in whiskey. 14 years old in Iowa, too, so go figure. But we were sitting on the spillway. First time I ever drank whiskey. It hit my lips, went down, and it came right back up. So my first experience with whiskey wasn't the greatest. Um, but, man, bouncing back after that, now 37 years old, just love this stuff. It's because you're a man now. Because <laughs> I'm a man now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're also going to do another kind of a mini show. Yeah. So, we're thinking like on Fridays, kind of feature a cocktail, like a Friday cocktail thing. Maybe you guys can check it out before the weekend starts and uh, find something cool to drink at your Friday night parties, your weekend parties, or just any time in general, really. I know 
we like to make cocktails. We don't just like to drink whiskey straight. That's probably what we do on the majority. But majority. Cocktails for sure. You know, sours, whiskey sours, old fashions, lots of different variations there. You can obviously make a fancy muddled crazy concoction or just like some of the simple stuff that we found. So we'll definitely be sharing some of that stuff with you as well coming up in the future. This is just kind of our first one getting the good stuff out of the way. We'll have more good stuff coming in the future. Uh, what do you think we should do next time? Uh, we have a, so another one of those rare bottles that I picked up um, south of where we're at, but it is a midwinter night's dram out of Park City, Utah, bottled by High West Distillery. Mm, High West. High West. And let's see here, we got Act 7, Scene 5, it looks like. Um, I have a buddy that picked this up, and he's more of a scotch drinker, and he said it was the best whiskey he's ever tasted. Is this so, a rye? This is a straight rye whiskey. Nice. Straight rye, 100%. I'm definitely a rye guy myself. That's my go-to, I think, for my all-time favorites. I like them all, but rye for some reason, just the spiciness of them and just the complexity of the flavors and they really get to me. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, the rye's, uh, I I started getting hooked on rye with Templeton rye out of Iowa. Mm. And I made a lot of old fashions with those and started drinking it straight later. That's a great um, mixer for me. Yeah, great, great one. They have the, the four of the six year. And I know they have another new one coming out that's a little bit more rare to find. So have you been to that distillery? I have not. So this summer where you're planning on going to Des Moines, and I understand it's only an hour or two away from there, so nice. hopefully go visit it. That's like right in the middle of Iowa, isn't it? Right in the middle. Like nothing yeah. else except for nice Ad- little... Adventureland and <laughs> Templeton Rye. Adventureland. <laughs> they should just combine the two. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, good. That's uh, Yeah, so Midwinter's Night Dram will be on our next episode. And then I think after that, we're going to revisit this uh, Stag Junior with a freshly corked bottle compared to one that's been open for a couple weeks just to kind of let it breathe a little bit. They say drink it down to the shoulder, which is, if you don't know what that means, it's kind of when the bottle starts to get wide. Like a, like think of shoulders like on a body that gets wider. That's kind of the shoulder of the bottle as well. So um, if you look at the show notes, we'll probably have a picture of this on there. You can see what the bottle looks like. Yeah, take a, take a close look at the alcohol by volume. So that's what batch you know that you're dealing with there. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm kind of interested when we open this one back up. So in a couple of weeks, like I said, once the, once the alcohol starts oxidizing, it hits that oxygen, sometimes it sours it for me. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. Usually for me, it's the other way around. If I find a bottle that I get and I drink it first off, I'm not a huge fan of it. Whether it's usually it's the heat that gets me right away. I'm like, oh, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is kind of harsh for me. And then I kind of feel stupid for spending you know 50 to 80 dollars on a bottle that's a little too harsh for me and then you know you don't want to you don't really want to ruin it by like making cocktails with it or whatever so you kind of let it sit there for a while but like when that air hits it it does change the flavor profile a little bit which usually for me works out pretty good so this one that we're trying today this is a freshly corked bottle and this is pretty good I would say even after letting it sit for a couple minutes now, where there's, I may have a sip left or two here. Um, definitely, it's smoothing it out. So it's just getting better and better and better. The more it's hitting the oxygen, um, did put a little bit of that water in there, but it's, you know, I could I could have two or three more of these 
Um, well, I'll take some more. Fairly easy. <laughs> we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll drink it down to the shoulder tonight, probably. Yeah, we're getting. Oh yeah, we are getting there. It's a gentleman's pour. It does. It doesn't take much. It does not take much, but it is good. Actually, can you throw one of those cubes in there for me? Sure. Um, drinking your whiskey with an ice cube generally is uh, made to uh, really tone down that heat. Um, the other bad part is it also kind of tones down a lot of the nuances and flavors, but it does make it easier to drink. And I think it brings out a little more of the kind of the darker flavors, the roastier flavors for me at least. Yeah. I I would say once the, the whiskey's more chilled, it's, it takes the harshness off of it. Maybe it's, I don't know, it's, it's colder. It's just easier to drink, but I know a lot of people are doing that with red wines now too, as they're starting to chill it, which I would never do. And same thing with the whiskey. I really like it when it's room temperature. I think you get more of the flavors that way for myself. Mm. If it was harsher and I knew that, um, you know, it just, it'd be hard to drink because of how much heat that it got. It danced on my tongue, or if I just, it's hard for me to breathe as, as I'm trying to drink it, then, I, then I'll throw an ice cube in Hard there. to do a podcast while you're drinking whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're doing all right. First time around, this is pretty good. For me, when you add water or when you add ice cubes to a whiskey, it kind of separates the oils that are in the whiskey as well. There's a little bit of oiliness there, and when you add the water... Um, it'll bring that uh, oiliness kind of right up front. And so you get almost like right when you do it, get a good like almost like a little bit of a harshness, I would say. But you kind of stir it around, let it let it mingle together, and it's pretty good. This stuff, when you add ice to it, you can see it's very um, still very thick. If you spin your glass around. Oh yeah, mine mine's much more amber still, a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit darker. Yeah. Mine's almost I don't want to say cloudy, but it's definitely uh it's getting a little bit more hazy. Mm-hmm. And that's just because the coldness mixing in with that makes it that way. Mm. So Neela, you ever been down to Buffalo Trace in Kentucky at all or I have not. I have been actually I've never been to a distillery ever, to be honest. Now that I think about it. I've been a lot of places, man, but never been to a distillery. I've been to plenty of breweries, uh, never distillery. Uh, you were down there, right? Yeah, I have the pleasure of having an aunt and uncle that live right outside of Louisville, or Louisville, however you want to say Louisville. it. Louisville. Um, so last summer, we took a trip down there, and we skipped Buffalo Trace. Um, being a little bit more ignorant about going down, I wanted to try to find the hard-to-find whiskeys at the distillery. Why don't you go to Buffalo Trace, though? Because you can only buy Buffalo Trace and Buffalo Trace. Really? That's it. Yep. So I was like, ah, I can go buy that in the store. Why would I want to go there? I wonder why they do that. Um, it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> you know, and af- after going through the multiple distillers, we went to Old Forester, Four Roses, uh, Woodford. Woodford's beautiful, by the way. Um, just checking some of the uh, Willet. Willet was awesome. And just understanding that you don't always have to try the really rare stuff when you're at the distillery. Definitely experiencing the trip and seeing how everything's done, being able to try the try the different, you know, the mash bills and seeing the, the pot stills and see how everything's done and just the old world style that it's done. It's it's pretty darn cool. We actually took our kids to Woodford as well, and they loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing in it the world. It was kid-friendly? It is kid-friendly. They actually, at the end of Woodford's, 
um, tour, we did a tasting. So everybody got to try the um, oak, the double oak, and then one more from Woodford. And they gave you a, a chocolate bourbon balls at the end as well. Chocolate bourbon? Like a, like a dessert? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little piece of chocolate, but it's made with bourbon. Like an after dinner maybe? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. It helps bring out some of the flavors in the, the whiskey. But the kids actually did the tasting with us. Mm-hmm. But they gave the kids uh, root beer. And then they also had the, the, the bourbon balls as well. So it was totally kid-friendly, super cool. Um, we weren't the odd ones out because we had kids. So Oh, that's good. Lots of times you go to places like that and it can be a little more. Yeah, everybody you know, gives you like the, the dirty look the when you walk in with like, kids. You're the ones who brought your kids. Yep. Wonderful. I, I am from Iowa, so it's bringing kids into bars and everything else. I, I guess that was normal back then. So. Oh, well, that's kind of how we grew up. I yeah. grew up in a bar too. And uh, – Ended up working in a bar, and my kids would go to the bar too. But bars are bars are different around here. They're not like nightclubs, but there are nightclubs too. But most bars are usually neighborhood bars, and you can bring your your kids. But then you won't find good uh, whiskey like this either. Usually, you get stuck with a you know a Crown Royal at best when you go to these kind of local bars. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if any bars around here. What can you? What's some of the best finds that you? found out in the wild you know we found that the stag antique as far as in our area places yeah but i mean you have the every once in a while you have the high-end places <laughs> got the pappy van winkle but there's got to be some good ones out there i think it's starting to get better as as whiskeys are starting to become more popular and prevalent there's people who have kind of jumped in that bandwagon um but i'd say just in the past like five years you know where we're at, there's hasn't been, really been a whole lot. You've been kind of stuck to drinking, you know, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. Uh, Bullet's pretty popular now. Bullet's got a right. huge uh, market share, and it's very readily available, and it is pretty good. So if I'm in a bar, um, usually the first thing I'll do is I'll try to see what they have behind the bar before I even ask. And it's usually, it's usually going to be, you know, Bullet for like their – they consider their top shelf. Um, the bar I used to work at, we did get a Blanton's allocation, so they do have Blanton's at the bar. Nobody there really knows, like, really what it is or what it's all about. So it's kind of, I want to say it's like my own personal bottle, but whenever I go in there, that's what I drink because it's there. The bartenders don't even know half the time where it is. Let's say I'll take some Blanton's. They're like, uh, what's that? I'm like, it's the cool looking round bottle with For the horse on top in God's the corner. God's sakes, don't mix it with anything. Yeah. <laughs> some people do. A lot of the older people, they like to collect like empty bottles for some reason. Sure. And so only way to get that bottle is you got to drink it. So they'll be drinking uh, Blanton's and Diet Pepsi or whatever, just trying to get that bottle, which is pretty sad, but it is what it is. Blanton's is pretty special, especially at that top. I'm, we'll uh, we'll try Blanton's later on as well, but they got that nice um, horse and rider on top of whatever, and you, it comes with a letter. So people spell Blanton's out of what's stamped on um, the topper, and they collect them and everything else. So um, when we get around the Blantons later on down the road, we'll definitely be taking pictures and kind of showing you what's out there and what the difference is. Because mm-hmm. I never knew that. I for My first ball of Blantons I had, oh, cool, it's a, you know, a guy riding a horse. I didn't didn't realize that they actually spelled out Blantons as well. So Yeah, and that one's hard to find around here too. You know, some of these stuff, like some of the stuff we get is – you know, hard to find other places. 
And a lot of the stuff that we don't get here is easy to find other places too. So um, if we find Blanton's or if we find, you know, stuff we're drinking today to stay junior, if we find anything rare, that's kind of like stuff we're into getting because we can't find it all the time. Um, If you are one of our listeners and you're on Facebook, if you ever find something and you can post it right away and kind of the thrill of the hunt saying, hey, I got a bottle of this. It's in the market now. Definitely share it with us because I think people are really going to want to know when that releases. Yeah. Because sometimes it's a total crapshoot. So maybe every Tuesday they get their allocation of Blanton's or, you know, if it's spring and fall, Stag Jr. comes out, who knows when it's actually going to hit. You get, you find yourself a bottle you post that sucker on Facebook, and I think it's gonna it's gonna help us find it as well. Yeah, let us know. We'll let you guys know too. We'll have the uh, two guys drinking whiskey podcast on Facebook, also on Instagram. You can find us at two guys drinking whiskey. Two guys podcast. drinking whiskey. Sometimes it'll be three guys drinking whiskey podcast. Sometimes it'll be two guys and a lady drinking podcast. We might be crazy and have two guys and our kids. No, we won't do that one. We'll just be yelling the whole time. <laughs> But, yeah, you can definitely check us out on the social medias. And if you have any questions, you can hit us up on there. If you have anything you would like us to try or if anything that you are curious about, let us know as well. Because, like I said, we're just doing this because we enjoy it and we like to share. So this is it. So do you get any final notes before we sign off on this? Uh, I don't think so. I'm still just, I'm kind of reeling from the Stag Junior right now. It's still just very, very, I said it probably three or four times already, but this is some badass whiskey. It's pretty good. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm almost scared to think that it's going to get better after two weeks. So Yeah, this is, uh, if you like bourbon, this is definitely a good one. And if you don't like bourbon, uh, you still might like this one. Yeah, it's good anyway. You'll love it no matter what. So (laughs) It's definitely worth trying. Either way. So if you get a chance to try it, uh, don't shy away. If you find it in a bar, um, like say if you're in a bigger city and you find it in a bar, this is probably going to run you, um, I'd say probably closer to $30 a shot, I would say. Yeah, I think the antique in Chicago was, I think an ounce and a half was $50. So I would say $30 to $25 in a city. Locally, if someone place ever carried this, which... God, I don't know who would. I don't think they would. But, you, I mean, you're looking at a good $15, $20 an ounce, ounce and a half. So hopefully, I would pay it, too. I mean, if I was at a bar and I seen this behind the bar and I was, you know, feeling saucy, I would def- I'd pay $20 for a drink of this, as long as it was a good pour, you know? Yeah, I agree. So I, I totally agree. Yeah. Definitely try it. Just don't uh, don't throw any ginger ale in it or, or Coke or whatever you like to drink. Just Try it neat. Give it the full experience. If anything, put some water in it. That'll kind of temper it down a little bit. All right, my friend. Yeah, I think that's good. So uh, cheers to you. Thank you for for sharing. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, we'll look forward to doing this again. We'll post it up. And uh, be gentle with us. This is our, our first time. Or don't be gentle with us. It doesn't matter. You can talk shit <laughs> all you want. It'll yeah. be it'll be fun no matter what. Talk We're, shit. We might talk shit back. Yeah. It'll be cool. All right. Well, thank you much, and we'll see you next time.